Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 164. And away. We go. shot. What? Is that the best that you got? We about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict man, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 164 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, and joining me this week, Hollywood Sajuzin. No, you don't Sa- have... It's, no. That you, first off, you didn't say it right. Do, do it again. Do it again. The Hollywood Sajuzin. Nope. 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 The Hollywood assassin himself. There you Mark go. Mark There you go. That's fine. Satsujin. No? Satsujin. That's what you said. Satsujin. No, you're Satsujin. Yeah, you have to put the accent on it. You sound like you're trying to impress a date going to a Japanese restaurant and didn't know how to speak Japanese. Well, maybe I'm trying to impress you. Yeah, well, you failed. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, practice makes perfect, putty. You had all week to practice this. so I had more stuff to do, but okay. Okay, well, fine. Obviously, I, I see where I rate on your scale of important things to do. Obviously, it's last. Thank you, putty, for making me feel like crap. I was too busy training at No Mercy, and then you bailed on me. So I didn't bail on you. Whatever. We're here. Your fiance had to do stuff early tomorrow, so I had to come to your palatial estate. All the while, I'm using air quotes. You guys can't see that. You just pussied out. You're afraid to face me. No, no, I'm not afraid to face you. I'm it, not afraid of any challenge. Okay. I can't wait to face you in this, actually. Okay. 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 Let's start this week's show. We always start this week's show. It's a little different. This week's wrestling replay, April 8th, 2013, from East Rutherford, New Jersey, from... The IZOD Center, episode 1037 of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we're not doing a pay-per-view this week. We're doing Monday Night Raw. What? That's crazy. And you picked it. I don't know you're acting surprised. I know. <laughs> Biggie Langston with Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee defeated Daniel Bryan with Kane in 2 minutes, 20 seconds. Wade Barrett defeated The Miz to win the Intercontinental Championship in 13 minutes even. Alberto Del Rio and Zeb Coulter defeated Jack Swagger. In a two-on-one handicap match in 11 minutes, 15 seconds. Dolph Ziggler defeated Alberto Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight Championship in two minutes, five seconds. How did he do that? Why was that match so short? We'll get into that after this. Awesome. Santino Morella, Zack Ryder, R-Truth defeated 3MB. Remember 3MB? Oh, my God. Poor Drew McIntyre. <laughs> in three minutes, 25 seconds. Sheamus and Randy Orton ended in no contest in 15 minutes even. Was that the one where they booed? The hell of that match? Probably. I mean, I boot all Sheamus' matches. I don't know. <laughs> Fandango defeated Kofi Kingston via the DQ in 1 minute 25 seconds. Tons of Funk. Remember them? Brothers oh, my God. Yeah, I remember Brothers them. Brothers Clay and Tensai and the Funkadactyls defeated Team Road Scholars, Damian Sandow, Cody Rhodes, and the Bella Twins in 2 minutes 25 seconds. <laughs> and in your main event, John Cena defeated Mark Henry via countout in 3 minutes 24 seconds. This is only 6 years ago, yet it seems like it's so much longer ago. Right? Like think about like all like the people that are not on that roster anymore, or people that have like these tandems that you forgot about. You know, yeah. you, you forgot about the, the the Royal Scholars. Yep. You forgot about the the Bella Twins teaming up with them. Even Biggie Langston with Dolph Ziggler. 
Right. Like, That's how Big E actually came into WWE or the main roster, I should say. Yeah. Wait, what else? Zeb Coulter. Almost forgot about him. <laughs> how do you forget about Zeb Coulter? <sighs> yeah, we, the people. I remember now. This stuff still works. <laughs> what about the Funkadactyls? The Funkadactyls? Wait, what was it? It was Naomi and uh, Cameron. Cameron, yeah. Where's she now? I don't know. She's not even like wrestling anymore, right? She's not even like in indies or anything. No, not that I'm aware of. I feel like she wasn't. She was like, remember, she was like in the first two seasons of Total Divas, right? That, but she was also in uh, Tough Enough. She was the first yeah. one ousted by Stone Cold. I think so. Yeah, right. I don't remember. And she was just like, yeah, my favorite match of all time is Melina versus Alicia Fox. And they were like, well, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate on Melina, man. We had some good matches. She did, but. Favorite match of all time? You picked this because we're in the road to Money in the Bank. You think this is one of the biggest cash-ins of all time. This is my personal favorite uh, as far as cash-ins go. Um, why? Why? It was just perfect. You know, I, I think a lot of people were thinking, if memory serves me correct, actually, that Dolph Ziggler was going to cash in in that WrestleMania. That was the rumor going around, yeah. And he didn't. Nope. And I, I forgot this was... In the, the New Jersey crowd. Like, this crowd was hot. The day after WrestleMania. The day after yeah. WrestleMania. And the way Dolph Ziggler came out, the way, like, you know, the fans just going nuts. It went apeshit. You, like, you forget that he was heel. He was a heel but, that, that, that moment. And so was Alberto. No, Alberto was face. Was he? It was like the, one of the few times he was face. Okay. And I think Del Rio had like a knee injury or whatever it was. Zal, uh, Ziggler gets to pin one, two, three. Fans lose their minds. Ziggler, you can see the emotion going through him. Like he felt that he felt the adrenaline rush from the fans and from the moment itself. It was just a perfect moment all around. It was a great cash in. One of my personal favorites. Not only is this one of the biggest raw moments of the past decade, I guess. Oh my god, but yeah. Is it me or was this raw and Dolph Ziggler's cash in what made the quote unquote raw after mania started, right? I would say that it was this raw. Because they weren't labeling it the Raw after Mania until... Until this one. After this one happened. Right, because we were mentioned before about the Randy Orange-Sheamus match. Remember, the the fans hijacked that match. Yeah. You you see the wave going on. They're chanting for Michael Cole. They were were chanting all these different stuff. I think they were chanting Macho Man Randy Savage at one point. Yeah, that's right. They cheered JBL. They cheered... Yeah, yeah. it was that match. So this is the Raw, I think, that started the... This is the Raw raw that started it all after WrestleMania. Awesome. What a great Raw. It was fantastic. And they, they had the Fandango chance going on. Great episode of Raw. This is one of the best episodes of Raw, I would say. I wonder why. Like, why did this, was it this crowd, this episode that launched the Raw after Mania? Is it the Dolph Ziggler cash I don't know. Like, you know, it, the roof blew off that place. They had, like, great moments throughout this card with or without the fan interaction. But the fans, I think, put everything over. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yes. I mean, the WrestleMania crowd, it's not... All right. Well, New Jersey crowds, New York crowds, usually like they're hot in general. But now you have like these smart fans from all over the world that mm-hmm. saw WrestleMania. They're here. Yeah, but they've been doing that for the last couple of years prior to this. Why this one? I think it was just so well done. I, you know what? You that was a good WrestleMania too. WrestleMania twenty nine wasn't bad, right? It was pretty good. That was the one. Roxena two. Yeah, Roxena two. Taker Punk. Taker Punk. We oh. just watched that one recently. Uh, Brock Lesnar Triple H, right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, this is the this is what started the Raw after Mania. It was awesome. I didn't really, I didn't realize it until I just watched. Do you it feel down. like the Raw after WrestleMania have been a little bit of a letdown these past couple of years? Absolutely. Everything's been let down the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think they're trying too hard. 
Yeah, yeah I think so as well. I mean, this was very authentic. I, I, authentic, yes. Do you have – did something big happen at the end of this? I know John Cena and Mark Henry had that match, but did something else happen after that match? I'm not too sure. I just have the, uh, the official times and stuff. I don't know if anything happened afterwards. I feel like something did. Was it – no, Brock didn't come back. Something else – was it Ryback? I think it was Ryback heel turn. That big? Was that a big thing? That was because Ryback was hot at that point. He was a good guy. He mm. fixed, Yes, he, he beat Mark Henry at WrestleMania the day before. Ryback came in in um, – what was his finish move? They hit on Cena. Oh, that thing, yeah. And, and fans were nuts where he oh. didn't even know if it was a heel turn or not. Maybe John Cena defeated Mark Henry in via countdown, so maybe something happened, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's what happened. If memory serves me correct, I could be wrong. Stay tuned. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the, Raw after WrestleMania is supposed to have like, a lot of big things happening. Yeah, like a title change, a big heel turn. Surprise returns. Surprise returns or, or a surprise new signing. In yeah. the last couple of years, it's been pretty lackluster, honestly. Yeah. I think this past year, too, it was like really lackluster. But I also think it's because they had the superstar shakeup like, the next week after. The week after, I think it was, yeah. Which I thought was pretty lame. And now it turns out there's no real reason for a superstar shakeup. But I'm sure we'll get into that later. I'm sure we will. That was episode 1037th of Raw. So you're saying this, where would you rate this, Cashin? Probably number, definitely in the top three. Top three, right? Yeah. For me, it's close. It's either between this one or Seth Rollins when he cashed in at WrestleMania against but, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Because uh, no one saw that coming. I think you're missing the uh, Miz. The Miz is up there for me, too. I think those are my top three. How did you forget about Edge catching in the very first time at John Cena at New Year's Revolution? That was awesome. Yeah, was that was awesome. That was the well. first time someone used the cash in. I don't know. Anytime, any place type thing. I feel like that was that fit Edge very well. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I miss Edge. I do miss Edge, too. How old is he now? Uh, I think he's in his 40s. He could still be wrestling today if it wasn't for his neck, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he still looks like he's in good shape. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't bring him back for like a commissioner role or a. He probably doesn't want it. Like, he's doing other things right now. He's a fellow thespian as yourself. Right. Right. And he's got a very successful podcast. And TV show on the network. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you look at you, like, quizzingly. I was like, yeah. I haven't seen one episode yet. I heard it's great, though. I hear it's great, Something I want to watch. I just keep forgetting about it. Going back to our conversation last week about the network. Right. You know, Edge, Adam Copeland, whatever you want to call him, like, he... He's naturally charismatic, you know, and that dude, he can, yeah. he can do whatever he wants to do. And I'm sure if WWE needed him and he, his schedule allowed it, if he wanted to be there in some sort of commissioner role or a managerial role or whatever, he would do it. Make it happen. Well, let's see that. Anyway, let's move on. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Pretty still, good. Still doing wedding stuff, I'm assuming? Yeah. No, I mean, wedding it, stuff. it's crunch time right now. It's, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's all I got going on. Um, I feel like I do have something else cool going on. Oh, yeah. Um, this production company I work for called BBR Productions. Okay. We're actually going to be hosting a, a network event coming up. We have that um, getting planned, getting ready for that. May 20th at okay. the Com- Common Ground Bar. Networking how so? Um, well, basically, you know, that's part of the foundation as far as getting work for actors. It's just really... Can I come in and get like background work? Right, walk in and, hey, what's going on? I mean... Depends who's there. If, if I have a, a background casting director there, I'm sure. What about the lead? Like a sidekick? I mean, anything and any, everything is possible. I mean, I should bring cards. Bring cards. Okay. It's not necessarily like a network event. Like, oh, I'm here to network. You just, told, just, you just told me it was a network event. It's more of like a hangout type of deal. Like, yes, it is a network event. But, like, I 
I hate when I say that because of the fact that like people go in there with their best with their business cards and just hand out business cards. Don't really have real conversations or like build real relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it's. Like. You just go in there, have a good time, meet people. If something happens right away, great. If not, no worries. Like, you know, at least you're meeting someone new. You're building a relationship, and down the line, something can happen for you. And when were you going to invite me? I was in the process of inviting you. Okay. I feel like I did invite you on the side, too. I, I didn't get a response. Whatever. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I sent you a Facebook invite. Facebook invite. I don't, no one checks those. No one checks Facebook invites anymore. This is 2019. Well, I guess that's why my fiance told me not to invite people in the wedding via Facebook. Smart, smart woman. Meredith, smart woman. She's a keeper. She is a keeper. <laughs> but moving on, we went to uh, BWF this past weekend. BWF A New Hope on May 4th. That's right. The debut of the Satsujin Squad. The Satsujin Squad. Yeah, got it. Yeah, there you go. Kind of, I think. No Say- more Saiyans. No more Deadly Saiyan Squad. That's right. That's a thing of the past. We evolved. We are now the Satsujin Squad. Pretty smooth transition. Yeah, thank you. And it fits us more so now. You know, we are ruthless. We are vicious. We are we are assassins. That's who we are. And Satsujin in Japanese means murder. So we are the murder squad. The Satsujin squad. Okay, that's cool. Where does the name come from? Who thought of this name? We did collectively as a group. Um, I think, I don't want to give credit to the wrong person. I feel like it was either Rick Recon or Dominic De Niro that brought up the name. Or some of the names that didn't make it. Oh, dude, there's too many to name. <laughs> give, me, like, give me a two. Give me two or three. Oh, man. There was like the Death Squad. Okay, basic. Um, The Squad. Okay. What else was there? The Assassins, the Deadly Assassin Squad. Okay. There, there were a few things that, that didn't make the cut. There was like, all right, well. You stuck with the Japanese thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know what? The Japanese, New Japan, pro wrestling, they take a lot of English names. You know, it's, it's our turn. Now to take a name. How do you feel you did in commentary? Your second time doing it? I felt better okay. doing it so more so. There's some things I feel like I could have improved on, honestly. But, you know, I, I, I had a blast out there. We're going to BWF. We had a much better view than we did last time. We're in the back. We did. We, we, had, did. we were right under the speaker. And there were times, dude, honestly, honestly, God, my headset wasn't really working too well. I couldn't really hear you. Yeah. So, so there, there were times I was just guessing what you were saying. Apparently, I was guessing right because you, were saying, yeah. <laughs> you were saying like, is he hearing me? No, I know I he's having issues. But <laughs> so let's see how it plays out. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, they invite us back for June 1st. Fight the power. Absolutely. Fight the power. Apparently, I might be the only Satsuchin squad member allowed there. I, you guys got suspended, right? Other than Eric Jane. Yeah. So no, Rick Recon. Is that what you left commentary? Dom- I left commentary because I, I was pissed. I'm seeing my squad... Getting attacked by the whole BWF roster. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to show my support. What am I going to do about it? I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, I can defend I should, myself. Thank touche, you very much. I just forgot about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to shut up. I'm more than a pretty face. Okay? I won't say pretty. Well, okay. well I hope you wouldn't say pretty. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, of course, I'm going to show my squad, you know, some support. So that suspension affect you? Like, so you don't think it does? I f- at first, I thought it did. Apparently, it doesn't. Uh, you're an active member, um, of wrestler. Yes, but because I'll be on commentary, so I'm not okay. going to be. Not Kennedy will be there. I don't know. We we're still trying to find out. There's still things we're trying to find out. What does this suspension mean? TJ Marconi, which I don't know where he got the authority to do this in the first place, but Broncos backing run, him up. Doesn't he run the place? He's the he's BWF the, World he's Heavyweight the champion, Champion. So yeah. I, 
I guess the champion makes the rules. So Somebody has to. Rick Recon, Dominic De Niro, and Chris Barton, he mentioned by name being suspended. So he mentioned those guys by name. So I would say Nia Kennedy would be allowed. So it's going to be Hamlet going against Eric Jaden June 1st. Now, Eric Jaden defeats Hamlet. Eric Jaden gets a championship opportunity against TJ Marconi. That's from my understanding. But, you know, TJ Marconi, I feel like he's... Huh. Can I speak honestly here? Yeah, of course. Floor is yours. Floor is mine. Thank you. All right. TJ Marconi... Time's up. we got to move on. I'm just... <laughs> you jackass. I'm going to say my piece anyway. TJ Marconi, hell of a comeback. Much respect to him. You know, hell com- yeah. Coming back, back six months out with a, with, um, with a heart condition that he had. Now, I feel like... I feel like he knows he's not 100%. You know, okay. he, 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 he makes his return against, and he puts his title on the line against some jabroni that, well... It wasn't against some jabroni. It was against the potential 20 other guys. It was a battle royal. It won a battle royal, yeah. The jabroni happened to have won it. Yeah. So I, it could have been anybody, really. Whatever. He won in, like, what, seconds? Against yep. a, it's a guy that he didn't even know his name. NX... ZM? Right, you didn't even know his name. Yeah. And then, and then, like, you stop, know what? Stop yelling at fiancés in the other room. I, 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 honestly, I'm so mad. She'll understand. Eric Jaden, he deserves his shot. He deserves his shot at the BWF World Heavyweight Championship. He's, he's the longest reigning BWF champion of all time. Thank you. But, and Marconi knows this. So what does he do? What does he do? He uses the power that he has to suspend the Setsujin squad and puts Eric Jaden in this bullshit match with Hamlet. So you don't think Eric Jaden can beat him fair and square? He knows. Uh, we, we know Eric Jaden could be him fair and square. So what's the suspension shouldn't mean anything then? It, it, should, it, it, it doesn't does. mean anything, but you know what? Hell, Marconi thinks it does. Marconi's trying to play games here. That's the thing. That's what I'm not liking. Because he doesn't think Eric can win without you guys sneaking in. And Well, guess what, TJ Marconi? What's going to happen is this. Eric Jaden is going to beat Hamlet. Eric Jaden is going to make an example out of Hamlet. And whatever happens on June 1st at Fight the Power, whatever happens to Hamlet is going to be on your head. Oh, shit. Ominous words by the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. Thank you for getting my name right this time. No problem, buddy. No problem. But let's, uh, let's end it right there. I mean, I mean, how do you move on from there? Well said. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a man of very good words. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, we have an interview this week with Kid Osborne, fresh off his CZW days. So, Kid, take it away. Yeah! Family, welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. Now, if you have not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline. Now if you're ready and willing, I'm able, so let's get this shit started. We say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together, and today is no different. Today, we are joined by Kit Osborne. My man, welcome to A Shot of Wrestling. 
Oh, man, I'm excited here. <laughs> uh, so Thank happy to have you. Me. It's my pleasure, brother. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight. So I hope you're ready. Are you an open book? I am an open book. I, ask me anything. Ask away. All right. It's let... been a long time coming. Well, let's start from the All beginning. Right. How did you get to where you are today to become a professional wrestler? Well, uh, I went to a wrestling show in 2007. My friend actually took me to a CZW show. I almost had no uh, idea of what independent wrestling even was. Because I've been a fan, you know, my whole life, but apparently not that good of a fan because um, I had no idea stuff like this existed. But uh, we went to a wrestling show um, and we kept going uh, to the monthly uh, at the arena, and they they happened to advertise for their academy, which they were moving back to the 2300 arena. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, a light bulb went off and, and I just, I had to do it. Uh, I went and I figured out who I needed to reach out to on MySpace. And, uh, MySpace. And, uh, <laughs> I messaged him. Uh, he told me to come to the next show, uh, get there early and then we would do a tryout. And I went there. I tried out. They, uh, I did more cardio. And uh, Drew Gulak destroyed me before I ever even got a chance to get on the apron. Uh, went in the ring, and they, they told me to do a back bump, which I did horribly, but just well enough. And then they had me do a flip bump the first time I tried to do it. I thought I was going to break my neck because my legs were like wow. yellow. Um, and then I guess I got through it. They said, all right, you, you passed, I guess. And then um, they said I can start. And I, I kind of just waited for like high school to kind of end you know, for the summer. And then I, I started going. In high school, were you a good student or, or were you like just like one of the cool kids? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't say I, I had a, my uh, foot in, in every click. I would say that if I was prescribed Ritalin or Adderall, like I'd probably have a scholarship somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> so I, it was really hard for me to always pay attention. And I'll be honest, one of the things I was always in, and never grew out of was professional wrestling. And that's all I ever really cared about. Once you started uh, going to the school and you were taking this more seriously, what was your family thinking about this? You know, were they thinking about your safety at all? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they were. Uh, my my dad, he never was a fan of wrestling. I mean, not, that doesn't mean he did not like it. It was just something that, uh, you know, he thought was kind of um, immature, childish, you know, something I would grow out of. And I, I can understand that. But when I was in school and I would do bad, like Grinkle, we would always take it away. And I guess his, his thought was, oh, you'll just find something else. And I just never yeah. did. Um, and then when it came into high school and, and, and my senior year, uh, he was actually more supportive of it because he saw that it was something I was dedicated to. Um, whereas tried a lot of different things. And he just, I guess he never thought of wrestling as anything. And then now he's kind of starting to open up more just because he saw like how you know, how passionate I was about it. Yeah. So he supported me and he would actually give me like 20 bucks every uh, Thursday or every Monday or Thursday, whichever one I would go because that's when they would do practice uh-huh. to take the, uh, the train, the subway, and then the bus to uh, the 2300 arena in South Philly. And I would train there and, and I would have school in the morning and that would suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Has he uh, seen you in the ring? Has he seen you perform? He's ever come the one he's really he's the only one that i guess would be a part of it and i don't like holding against him he kind of does his own thing but we talk all the time and and he he's really proud of it 
uh, where he likes, I think to the point where he saw like that I kind of have a little bit of uh, success and, and he likes showing like all of his friends and he's, he's really uh, vocal about it when I, when I go out and stuff. Um, so he's definitely proud of me, but he's not really one that I want to go to it. I, I honestly think it's something he's just afraid to go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's really what I think. So I never push him, but, uh, I don't know. And, and, and actually it's funny that right now it's, it's, uh, May 9th. Tomorrow is his birthday. Really? Well, yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, Mr. Osborne. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy. Ozzy's your dad, Ozzie right? No, Ozzy. Talking... So Ozzy, it's his birthday. Don't look him up on Wikipedia. Yeah. It's going to have a different day. It's wrong. I thought that's who we were talking about. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'd be afraid too, though. You know, I, I'm a father. I have a, a two-year-old. And I think, you know, I love playing wrestling with him. And I love, like, he gets so excited. Like, he puts me, like, literally a two-year-old is putting me, like, in a, a scissors lock. Like, it's insane. Like, mm-hmm. He's got so much strength. But as a father, I don't think I would want him to be a wrestler. Like, I'd be afraid of the things that you guys go through, like injuries. And it's not easy. Uh, have you ever been injured before? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first time I, I mean, I ever got injured. I mean, besides pulled muscle here and there. Uh, the first time I ever really got injured was, uh, I broke my collarbone in a match, uh, at a, uh, in a match versus, uh, Nate Carter, mm-hmm. uh, one half of the rep. And it was nothing that he did. I, I took a feel off the top and I, I like, I landed fine and I thought I did. And, and I just felt like this pop and I, I thought I maybe I caught my shoulder, but I was, uh, it was like the beginning of the match. I kept wrestling for it and through it. And, um, and then later I actually ended up breaking my wrist. So, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, uh, it was, it was just a bad match. Uh, you know, well, it was, it was a fine match, but uh, I mean, the injury part of it was, it was bad, but it wasn't anything I blame him on. I uh, just, it was just bad timing to say the least. And, mm. and that was it. That must be it's a, very tough. Um, have you ever been in Nate's shoes where you've injured someone? No, I've never, I've never uh, hurt anybody uh, aside. I think. At uh, Cage of Death, for example, uh, we uh, called a spot with uh, Mitch and I, Mitch Valen and I, and he said he wanted to do this thing where I, I hit him with a chair and he's not going to protect himself. And I was like, are you sure? Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can, can kind of swing this thing. Uh, and, and, he's, and he's like, no, no, like, fine, I want you to keep hitting me. I'm not going to sell it. Hit me again. And I'm like, all right, uh, I've never done that. And he's like, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. I have a really hard head. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's harder than a chair. And then, uh, and I, and I did it, and I, I kind of, you know, like after the first one, you know, and he's just fine. I was like, uh oh. And then I hit him like even harder the second time, and you know, and then I, and then I, I did the swing for the fences, which was not as hard. But then after the match, he comes in, he's like, I think you have a concussion. And I was like. Oh, man. Now, now, kid, at first glance, someone who sees you and maybe is not someone who may be new to wrestling may see you as like just a pretty boy, you know, maybe like a gimmick kind of wrestler. But you have this hardcore side of you. Um, Why death matches? Why did you want to get into this field of wrestling? I was trying to get over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I... I was in CZW for so long that, uh, and, you know, and I, I just thought Kid Osborne was, it was just, it was just getting stale, you know, what I wanted and who, you know, I thought I was, I might not be that person, you know, how do I connect with people? You know, how do I get in their, their minds? Like when they think of, 
when they think of CCW, when they think of deathmatch wrestling, like what, how can I stick, or how, I, just wrestling in general, like how can I stick out? And I said, well, CCW is known for this, and it's something I never did. And I, I you know, I, I, I begged uh, DJ High to put me in tournament of death, and, and, and he finally did. He, he gave me a match uh, in there with Dan O'Hare, George, uh, George Gatton, and um, Jimmy Lloyd. I think we, we did a really good job uh, for my first death match. You know, I wanted to do as much and, and get everything I could, you know, out of everything. I think, and I think we did really well. And then later on, uh, Devin Moore actually wound up getting hurt. And this was 2017. He wound up getting hurt. And uh, I actually just I had to, I, I just stepped in and I right. took his spot in the beginning of a match. And, and then I, you know, I, I honestly, after that, I just, I, I, the amount of praise I got, which was, I didn't expect any of that, and and you know, uh, but it, it kind of drove me more to want to keep doing it. And I actually, you know, the more death matches I had, the more I kind of liked it. And and I finally understood what what I was told uh, by a few people that it kind of gets addictive. And uh, <laughs> and I, I certainly enjoy it, but I mean, I uh, I also you know I like being that uh you know what is it a, a hybrid you know where I can do everything i like talking on the mic i like wrestling regular matches i like stipulations it just uh it was just something something i can add into my you know my list of whatever kid osborne is and that was all it was supposed to be it was just something different to get a, a different audience and uh it worked so far but it also helped me with everything else outside of wrestling i got more comfortable doing pretty much anything i, I pretty much doing a death match uh, as if I can do a death match and 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 you know and bleed you know the way that I I have then I can do absolutely anything and and I can't understand if there are people that are afraid to talk on the mic mm-hmm. and I'm you know <laughs> but they can but they can you know get stabbed in the head with skewers <laughs> so like I it blows my damn mind. Now with death matches, um, you're you've gotten a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, I remember seeing you at a Brooklyn bar with Casanova Valentine. Like, yeah. you kind of own that space, and and then you were a little bit of a hybrid because there was a story you guys were telling, especially with DJ in there. And when you came in, things were just really exciting. You could feel it in the crowd. Um, do you have a weapon of choice? And is there anything? that you're looking forward to doing in a death match? I had uh, a couple, um, the, the weapon of choice that I had, you know, I, I, I really liked, I used it a couple times just until recently. I'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Uh, was the drill. That was my favorite. I thought like, it gets the best reaction. Um, very gruesome. I've seen it plenty. Yeah. 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 Oh. But the, uh, the reason why I think it might be changing is because, uh, I sort of fucked up. And uh, I just wrestled Slack a week ago uh, at H2O, and you know that match. I rewatched it, and I I uh, I put his signature thing is that plastic bag. Mm-hmm. So you know I decided to you know have my own plastic bag, and I I took it out when I I was in control, and I and I did the whole choke thing with it, you know suffocating him thing with it, and then at the same time I grabbed my drill and I started uh, drilling his head. And I just happened to let my hair get in the way, and it caught it. <gasps> and uh, and I, it, oh man, did I fuck myself over? And, really? Um, fuck. And I, I like I had a hard time getting it out and getting it off, and I wound up having to rip a lot of hair out. Um, and it was just like I'm like, nope, never again. I haven't <laughs> done with that shit. <laughs> and I was like, I found to find a new weapon. 
you know. <laughs> when you're walking around just like regular life, are you just like looking, could that be a weapon? Could that be a weapon? Could that be a weapon? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I do think of things like that. Like, I, I, I guess it goes, oh, what would, what would make the loudest sound and then also, you know, incapacitate my opponent? You know, let him go out in fashion <laughs> with like a big... Ooh, on the crowd. Uh, I can tell you the things I hate the most, which are probably the things that I'll use on others more, and that would probably be like barbed wire. I hate barbed wire because uh, there's no adrenaline in the no amount of uh, no amount of adrenaline in the world that can prepare me for that shit. Because mm-hmm. especially you know my hair gets stuck in it, or it just it just pokes me right in the back. You know, there's nothing I can. I, I just can't. I, I feel everything. Yeah. <laughs> it brings me right back to reality. The one thing I always wanted to use um, or have in a match was uh, the, like that exploding bat or, um, That's you know, cool. or yep. like a exploding match. Like, I mean, if I, if I ever had the opportunity to go to Japan, um, you know, and do something like that, like that would be, that would be like one of my, my big, you know, that would be like a big check, uh, check mark off my, my bucket list of wrestling. Well, while we're talking about the bucket list, Japan's one of them. What other short term things that you want to check off your bucket list? The short term thing, um, you know, I I uh, I'd like to always have, always want to get like a. I think we all dream, or at least at one point, a lot of us always dream to just you know want to be in WWE. And I think you know taking those uh, like now in independent wrestling, I feel like there's it's just there's steps now. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you have like a, a name, you know, and already you have a name in wrestling, or you start feeling crazy shit, or. Or, you know, something something catches the eye of, uh, of the majority of, of wrestling fans. Um, yeah. It's just to get that contract, uh, whether it be like a short-term contract or something that I can say that I earned. Now, you haven't been exclusive to CZW, but you have spent a large part of your career in CZW. I'm going to give you the opportunity to fill me in on something that I thought was a work. You okay. leaving CZW... What happened? Well, I, it it wasn't necessarily the uh, the direction I think we all see CZW is in now, but it was what you know what, what I I dealt with for so long. Uh, how we were talking about the evolution of me and how I you know like, I was like some dweeb skinny kid and then now I'm just some dweeb skinny man, uh, <laughs> you know. And I I just. I finally built up enough confidence to realize that I wasn't really getting appreciated. And it took me a very long time uh, because my own, uh, you know, I'm like, maybe I am not good enough because it was really the one company that I wanted to be a star in. And I just wanted an opportunity to do it. And, and that was it. And, and it would just seem like, you know, it was like I would get, I would get praised for doing something and then all of a sudden it would, they would just kill it. Uh, and they, they would seem to do that with me all the time. Whether I was just being this jobber to make other people look good, or at the end of it when I was, you know, the voice of CZW, but, you know, they would have me on a show and then they wouldn't even have me go out there. And I would just go, well, what, is, what, what the fuck did I do wrong? I'm pretty sure I get heat. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm doing what you want. So, you know, I mean, like I'm, I'm cutting promos. I'm, I'm doing all this stuff that, you know, I, that's not paid because I want to be a star here. But they're they're too involved with you know whoever it is that they care about, and you know they can go either way where they could say uh, they just didn't see me as as a as a star or anything uh, or, or whatever. Uh, but 
I just finally saw that it wasn't working out in my favor. Um, I had a lot of, I don't, I don't want to name the names, but I had some people in my ear to really give me good guidance um, and, and kind of tell me like, you know, it's actually holding you back because when people see you as a, uh, like a CCW guy, it's not, uh, it's not a real positive thing anymore. And, uh, and they haven't given you a lot of opportunity. You've been here for almost, almost a decade and, uh, it's just not panning out the way that it should, uh, for you because of the talent that you are, but because you're, I'm being stubborn and I'm staying here, you know, uh, it's, it's only hindering me. So I uh, ended up, uh, just, uh, reaching out to, uh, BJ and just, you know, thanking him for everything, but respectfully just leaving and, and I posted my on my Instagram, uh, you know, a picture of me when I was first starting, and uh, it went along with a lot of other pictures, and talked about how without CZW I wouldn't be who I am, I wouldn't have the confidence that I have. But it was just it's upsetting, but it doesn't seem like there's much here for me, uh, so I ended up leaving because of it. People did think it was a work, but uh, no, it wasn't, and um, you know, it, it was just there was one final straw uh, that I you know, when I was there and, uh, it just really turned me off. And I was like, you know, I'm obviously not appreciated. And, it, you know, if I leave or not, it doesn't really matter. But, uh, at the end of it, I mean, true colors. So, uh, and, uh, they haven't, they haven't, you know, been negative towards me. However, I did notice that they unfollowed me on a lot of their social media. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. really, <laughs> yeah. So I just unfollowed them back. <laughs> Now, you mentioned that you approached DJ and told him, all right, this is not for me anymore. Did you voice your frustrations about everything that was going on along the way before you made your decision to leave? What had happened was, I mean, obviously it was a buildup from just years of never being used but always showing up, you know, showing, you know, that I'm you know, I'm here for this company, you know, and I believe black, you know, whatever, and then just not getting appreciated because they cared more about who was ever the flavor of the month or, or somebody that they, you know, saw as uh, some potential Ric Flair from years from now or some shit like that. But I had came up with a character and then they kind of molded one thing along with it. But then while you're doing, you know, you're going to every show and then you're cutting every promo, you're kind of noticing like a trend of how nothing's really happening uh, and you don't really have any creative control, but it doesn't seem like anybody that's doing any creative uh, cares. And um, you know, and and they're they're I don't know what 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 would be on their mind about whatever they're doing in shows, but it just wasn't panning out. And I just started listening and seeing you know the trend of how you know they're losing more and more people. Uh, they're just not connecting anymore. And it, it just and it seems like they're putting a lot of blame on on every on other people and not themselves. So it's like they just it's kind of imploding in itself from what yeah. I from what I see. And now I'm not being in it. And right before I would just kind of just block them out. Like I didn't block them, but I mean I'm just unfollowing it and trying to just get away from it. Um, I just kind of you know before that I started noticing that it was it just really wasn't uh, what I liked anymore it wasn't what i actually loved about czw and, and why i was there yeah i mean so you came in as a fan i could be a spot yeah you know you, yeah, you were it, that it, fan it, early on who knew what that czw was and that's why you wanted to be part of it what was that final straw for you um i was asked to be at a show uh the last show i was at 
uh, which was the trifecta. Um, right. I asked, um, I don't want to say who, but I mean, so, you know, a lot of people listening probably know uh, what I was doing. I was like, uh, what am I doing today? Because, you know, it's like you're keeping it a secret. Um, who, am I cutting a promo? Do you need promos? Do I need to wear my, do I need to wear a suit? Like, do I, am I going out there? Like, get prepared for it. And I was pretty much told, no, 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 just like hang out. I don't want to say why. Like, why are you, what am I going to like tweet about it? Like, I don't understand why you're not telling me. And I ended up not being on the show at all in no fashion, uh, no form of fashion. And then at the end, they did something with, with Hog, uh, House of Glory. Yep. And I had to do some run in thing where I, uh, you know, like, oh, this is uh, this is real, you know, and and it like it would be a cool concept, um, I guess, but uh, it it didn't really, it you know, it was it was whatever where it had like you know the 150, 200 people there kind of questioning whether or not it was it was real or not, and that was it, and I was like, that's what I came here for, like huh. I, you know, like I mean, you had an entire show, I could have gotten like heat, I could have went out there. And did something with, uh, you know, with the office with um, Connor, and and I, mm-hmm. I would make a suggestion here and make a suggestion there, and nothing happened. And I was like, you know, this is everything that I was told, and it just like it was all those things at once. And I was like, I don't think they really, I don't think they really care about Kid Osborne, you uh-huh. know. And, and hopefully, I can see, if, you know, take this, let's take the risk and see, you know, what do I have to lose. What do you think it's That's in the future for uh, CZW? Because a lot of people do express what you've been expressing, the frustration of, you know, n- being with the company early on and knowing, you know, how much praise it got, how much talent that it create and how much special moments they have created. But now it, that's not what it is. And, you know, I've talked to DJ, I've talked to a lot of other people, you know, in the mix and I could say it. I was hopeful and it's promising, hopefully, that, you know, the talent that they're bringing in, hopefully, you know, rebuilds that. But we haven't seen that. It's still in that phase, that rebuilding. And it's been a year now since I had that conversation. I mean, and since that conversation, it was it's been over a year for, you know, since then. Yeah. Uh, They I remember hearing something like somebody bought it or he sold a lot of the company or something like that. But I don't know who does like the, you know, any of the, the business in that. I don't really know what DJ does in terms of storylines or what he says or what he, or really what he does anymore. Um, you know, I mean, I, I love DJ to death. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be the, the wrestler, you know, I am and, and care as much about like psychology and storytelling, you know, without him. Um, but I, I just don't see what, uh, you know, what are you rebuilding to? Like, what's your end goal? Because it feels like anytime I would ever ask, it's, it's like, you, you don't trust me enough to tell me, mm. you know, like, what am, who, what am I going to do? Tell like GCW, you know, are they going to steal your idea? Because they seem to be doing pretty, pretty fucking well on their own. And, and all, and all I would ever hear is like, Oh yeah, but it's just, a, it's just like, it's like a fad because, you know, they're just doing these dream match things. I'm like, there's never ending dream matches and independent wrestling gives that to them. The only thing that I think uh, GCW doesn't, I don't know if they do it uh, necessarily, is that they have like long storylines. And, and I don't really know. I mean, they that's not really their thing. And it's not their niche. And they don't need to do it because they're really fucking good at what they're doing. Um, 
and but it's always seemed to be like the last two years or you know three years or whatever since I'd say since uh, the first spring break is that blaming uh, is blaming GCW um, yeah and that was that seemed to always be the thing uh, and that was while I was there and and I I didn't you know I mean telling wrestler it started with telling wrestlers you know uh, you can't wrestle there. Because of X, Y, and Z, you know, right. and you're just like, wow. I mean, why would why would you stop or why would you stop somebody from wrestling there? But then there would be certain people that would get more heat than others, you know. Like I, like I remember, apparently I got uh, punished for wrestling in a in like a scramble there, like uh, a couple years ago. And it's like, like, what the fuck for? Like, why? You know, what did I do? But somebody else can. Get the fuck out of here. You're gonna tell me if David Starr went over there? And then, and you gave him the, the title because he agreed to be at every single one of your dates. That if and then he went to GCW, that you would take it from him. Like, get out of here. Right. come on. Yeah. So, so there's there's like a double know, standard. I, They're choosing their favorites. Um, yeah. Now this is just the perspective of the fan, um, and just trying to understand also the success of GCW. It feels like. You know they're 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 one of the most successful wrestling promotions in our area, if not probably the whole United States at this point, uh, because they're competing at a different level. But I think also CZW created that void that GCW picked up. Um, it's been a little bit now. Did you feel it's the right decision? Do you have more opportunities now? Is the future bright for Kid Osborne? Uh, yeah, very much, very much so. I mean, I've gotten so many, so many different, uh, you know, messages from people that are more supportive of it and then people asking, you know, why, of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. It just wasn't for me. Right. Uh, it just took me a very long time to realize it. Uh, but I, um, definitely a lot more opportunity, uh, you know, especially from those that, uh, had, told me to do it in the first place uh there it was it was honestly kind of holding me back because it made me look like you know i was uh i, I guess you know the, the way they put it was you know you're riding uh you know something on its like last legs you know and then it's gonna yeah. look like it's i'm i'm the reason you know yeah, uh, I can see that. it has been a lot more I mean, there's never a weekend which i don't have anything uh you know any show I, I now don't have a uh, a promotion that I go to where I'm like constantly questioning like you know who am I what am I doing or whatever you know whereas like I'm now after leaving I'm so like certain with everything that I'm doing and who I am that I don't I don't worry about it and there's nobody that's like kind of above me anymore or act like they're above me and, and I don't mean that like as as in, you know they they treat me like shit like you know shit in person or anything like that I just it was almost like a I'm still that. I'm still that green wrestler that uh, that tried out, you know, at the 2300 Arena every time I go to their show. But once that started not feeling like that anymore, like that excitement, yeah. then it just became it became a chore, and and that's and then it became a job, and that's mm. when I really want to just call it work, is because at the end of it, it's you know I'm just doing this because this is what I I do every second Saturday of the month, and. Well, I think when it gets to like that, it's like that. It's time to stop. You know, it's it's like when you start hating your uh, your your nine to five job, you know, and, and it starts stressing you out and affecting how you are everywhere else. You know, it's time to leave that job or find a new one because you know it, it's 
it's taken it's taken over your entire livelihood. And uh, I, I try to just rid myself of any stress uh, and anxiety that uh, that something gives me, and that's what it was ultimately giving me. But it took a lot of people to finally like get that through my head. Well, I feel like you got a, a whole new lease on life. To be honest with you, uh, yeah. With so many promotions out there now, what are some of the promotions you haven't worked for that you would love to be part of in 2019? Uh, I, my my goal, in, at least by the end of the year, is like I would love to get an opportunity at uh, at MLW. And I, I actually really like watching their shows a lot. I, I like how they uh, they bring Mancer in. Uh, I mean, one of, I I, I kind of miss. I kind of miss hanging out with my buddy uh, Ace Austin, uh, <laughs> and I know he's uh, I know he's in, at Impact a lot, but I I miss working with him and and uh, him and I used to have wine nights at my apartment in Philly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> watch like watch like old Nitro or something like that, and he'd stay over because he would have like whatever show the next time and and or the next day. But you know, I I, I that's what I want is is ultimately I want to have fun. And opportunities and money is, I think it's secondary. Uh, I mean, it's it's very important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I I I care about like my, my mental health and you know my physical health. I, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know it for the dumb shit I do. But uh, but my mental health and I I always I want to do more out in uh in the Midwest. I want to go back to Rockstar, but honestly, just start traveling more. I want to do uh, even just. Uh, Hollywood, Peter Avalon's like they're they're a big star there, and I would like to go to you know do Beyond and on a Wednesday in uh, in, in Massachusetts, and then you know you know Joey Ryan would have me to, uh, do like, his bar wrestling, you know I just want to be able to travel and do those things. And uh, one of the things that, you know we you, you talked about is uh, those no ring matches. I got to you know do them for the first time uh, this past year, and I got to go to New Orleans for it. I got to you know, I've been, I'm in Orlando, I was in Orlando like a couple months ago. And, uh, yeah, I definitely want to do that more often with Casanova. He's really, he's really doing a, a good job. Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. With himself doing that. But it kind of reminded me of the uh, camaraderie of, yeah. of doing backyard wrestling with all your friends, mm-hmm. you know, and not having a real worry. Well, now all your friends and, have grown and up and we could drink. Yeah. You know, so we want to do yeah, it at exactly, a bar and yeah. not in a backyard. Yep. Yep, all we did was just become alcoholics and, and <laughs> did it in the bar, and that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, the statement we say at the beginning of the show that wrestling brings us together, it's no more true than it is right now. Thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling, brother. Before I let you go, is there anything, any misconceptions or anything that you want to set the record straight now for anybody listening? Uh, it's that I don't hate CZW. Uh, I mean, I'm, I was... You know, I, I certainly don't want it to fail, you know, and I, I would love for it to be a place for me to, you know, always want to want to go back to. Like I, I almost I want them to want me to regret leaving. Yeah, um, because it's not about that. it's not all it's not always about me. Um, you know, I'm still always a fan. Uh, and that's the first independent wrestling I ever saw. And, and I hope that. It stays around and it, you know, gets back up uh, on its feet, and you know, it becomes what uh, what I always loved about it. That's you know, just the one thing I want to get across. If anybody's listening to this, you know, listening to me ran on about it, but it's just that. And uh, you know, you know, in in wrestling, I think uh, 
Like I, I don't want anybody to actually think that I, I hate fans either because I, I certainly don't. <laughs> and I completely understand the thing about CZW. It's a part of your history and who you've become also. And this journey that you're on. If we wanted to continue following your journey, uh, where could we hit you up on your social medias? Uh, it's, it's at Kim Osborne, K-I-T-O-S-B-O-U-R-N-E uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And, um, and I do have a YouTube page under the same thing. Which I'm going to start adding more. I was actually motivated to do it more because of um, Maria Mann and how much I see hers. So that's that's where you can find me. But I'm always on Instagram. I always post shit on Instagram, and I do Facebook Live fairly often. Before I let you go, you gotta stay with us to the end of the episode because we got last call, all right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I just looking forward to it. Here's a kid Osborne and one more shot that kick. And stay tuned at the end of the episode for Last Call. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. All right, big thanks to Kit Osborne for your time. Thank you for the interview. Learned a lot about this guy. Didn't know much about him beforehand. Check out the full interview on our YouTube page, AA Shadow Wrestling, for the full unedited interview. So definitely check it out. Yeah, no, that's awesome. A CCW, man, I got to say, they, they bring out a lot of people from there, a lot of quality competitors, and uh, this is obviously one of them. So definitely pay, pay attention to this interview. We're back from those beautiful avion shots. Still partying from Cinco de Mayo. It's always Cinco de Mayo. My place, my man. See, si. What did you say? Nothing. Look at this the news. Remember that guy? Fuck Paige. <laughs> and Xavier Woods, didn't he? <laughs> Got him. All right, let's get some news. Wildcard. This man's a new wildcard rule. Apparently, it's in response to ratings pressure from NBC Universal and Fox. Both networks want to put an end to the brand split due to declining ratings. Yes. End the brand split. I hate the brand split. Vince doesn't feel the same way. He does not want to give up on the idea of the brand split. I am a full supporter of the brand split, so I don't want to see it end, but I guess it's really just elementary now. Listen, at the end of the day, USA and Fox, they paid how much to WWE? Billions? Right. So who owns WWE? These networks. Right. Fox and USA. So Fox and USA, if they want to end the brand split, the brand split's going to end, man. Let's hope not, man. What, 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 what is your whole big thing about the brand split? Why? Opportunity. I'm a big proponent for the last couple of years in this show. Jack Swagger, The Miz, Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Zack Ryder. These guys wouldn't be champion if there was no brand split. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like, really would. Okay. Well, well, let's see here. Because the main top player guys are saturated with the same four or five guys. Chris Jericho, he won a world t- championship without a brand split, did he not? Yeah, but he was one of the top. He was one of the top guys. Not always. Yeah, but he worked his way up. He. What did you just say? He worked his way up. He worked his way up. So can these other guys? The Listen, Miz, the Miz can be the same level as AJ Styles. These guys don't see him, the Miz as a AJ Styles type. The Miz works his ass off, and Miz is doing a very good job. And they were rewarded it, it, with the it, championship. By the way, time. even still, even with the brand split, which has been going on for quite some time, has the Miz gotten a world championship shot yet? No, not yet. But Since, he wouldn't have been if it wasn't around back in the day. But even, he wouldn't, he even, even still, WrestleMania twenty seven wasn't for the brand split. Even still, though, he's not getting it right now. Yet, yet, but you don't know that though. I don't know that. But you saying, don't know that. He, saying, he may not. I know get for that. a fact he wouldn't be a champion. In the past, if it wasn't for the brand split. We don't necessarily know that either. Listen, 
Kofi Kingston wouldn't be a champion without the brand split. That might be true. It is true. That might be true. But, however, I will say this. With the brand split right now, you're not... It's not really working. You know, you're still getting the same shit all the time. These same matches all the time. These same... What is it? Six-man tag matches or these... It's it's bullshit. It really is. So you watch the same six-man tag matches on both Raw and SmackDown? At least it's different six-man tag matches. No, no, no. I, I don't want that anymore. What I want... What I want is better writing. What I want is better creative jobs right now. Listen, the Attitude Era, and I, I know people talk about, oh, my God, you shut up about the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era at least had better writing. You had a lot of talent on there, and they utilized all the talent within a less time frame than they do now. They had better storylines. They they were able to have factions. They were able to create better stories. Right now, it's I hate to say it, it's lazy writing. Fox and NBC Universal want star power on their shows. There's a feeling with, within those organizations that the brands don't have enough star power individually. They don't. And and this goes back to the main problem with WWE. They don't have a main guy. Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. He's going to be on both shows now. Roman Reigns, he can be the guy as much as he wants. Kevin Nash was at one point the guy, or Diesel back in the day, was the guy for WWF, but wasn't really doing well. Roman Reigns... Is only going to do as good a job as Roman Reigns can. But at the end of the day, he's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not He's not on that level. I'm not saying Roman Reigns is not a good competitor. I'm not saying Roman Reigns is not good at what he does. But at the end of the he's day, he's not that guy that WWE needs right now. So give him a manager. He should have a manager. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, honestly, the, I hate to say it, but the... the uh, I'll just say it. I mean, the, the leukemia thing, Health everyone loves the comeback story. Health and health, definitely. It, control, delete. I, 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 hate, I hate to say that because it, honestly, it, him it, and... it, it was, it's a real thing that he went through. And honestly, like, you got to feel for the guy. You know, he, he went through a second time battling leukemia and coming back and coming back so fast in the way he has. It really is astonishing. It's amazing. It's probably one of the best comeback sport, uh, in sports I've seen besides Daniel Bryan. And honestly, I, it's just everyone's behind him because of that. But before that, remember, everyone was booing him out of the arena, out of every single arena. Yep. Nothing has really changed much with Roman Reigns. And eventually, people are going to stop feeling bad and remember, oh, you're still the same Roman Reigns. It's, it's coming. I was at WrestleMania, man. They booed him. You were there. They booed him. Do you remember that? Not in my section. <laughs> my section they were. You're rich Hollywood types. Pretty much. It was known that Fox wants Raw and SmackDown storylines on SmackDown. So I don't... I mean, that just makes no sense. Why have two shows then? NBC reportedly is upset about the declining ratings, especially during the third hour. The third hour is too long. Are they trying to make SmackDown three hours? I'm no. hearing a rumor about that. Well, they can't. Not, not on Fox. NBC was left wondering why would they give up Roman Reigns to SmackDown. That's why he's going to be on both shows because the... Money talks. Money does talk. I mean, that's but, the thing. And, and the brand so is going to be the same shit on both Raw and SmackDown. Here's the thing. Here's the biggest thing that happened with WWE. They went public, right? Years yeah. ago, they went they went to public. Mm-hmm. And honestly, now they're at the hands. They're, they're at the mercy of these networks. Their network of uh, they're at the mercy of uh, of stockholders. Stockholders, thank you, my blood. brother and intern Jeff. Right. So. I mean, it's not just on Vince anymore. It's not just on the board anymore. It's There's a lot more riding on this. And I, I think that's why they've been playing safe 
for so long. And honestly, you can say what you will about AEW. I can't wait for Wednesday when they announce like which TV uh, network they signed with. Because honestly, that might push the envelope for WWE to get off their ass and maybe do something. Do something with the phenomenal talent that they have. Have better storylines. Be a little bit more creative. Bully Ray was on Busted Open. and His option was to put, or he says, as business terms, get the pencil to Paul Heyman on SmackDown. I don't understand why they haven't, I don't unless I don't, Paul Heyman doesn't want it. I don't understand why. Give Paul Heyman everything. In Paul the- Heyman might not want it, because he has the the Heyman hustle thing, which also, is doing very well. Also, he's done it before, and I think he's been fired. Right, exactly. So that could be the case that he just doesn't want it. I mean, he's helped out Ronda Rousey. He did a phenomenal job with her. And they can't afford to lose Paul Heyman to AEW, by the way. No. Oh, if they lose Paul Heyman to AEW, game over. I wouldn't go that far, but I, know, I would go that far. Depending on the network that they get, if a if Paul Heyman was was with the cons and they say they get hypothetically TNT and Showtime for the, for the pay per views, which I'm hearing rumors of, think about that. Think about that for one second. T- think about Paul Heyman with fucking money. That's dangerous. Yeah, so they can't afford to lose him. They can't afford to lose him because they will. WWE will lose. Give him give him SmackDown on Fox. Let's see what it does. Again, it's if he wants it. He's, you're right. He's worked with Vince before. He may not want it. Mm. I couldn't blame him. Un- unless, you know, if things really are that different right now. Unless, like, you know, if Tri- Triple H does have more creative control, more say, may- maybe. But, honestly, based on his past history, it was apparently awful. Let us know what you want. Do you want Paul Heyman to run SmackDown? Will you, do you want to see the brand split end? Let us know on our social medias or... Inbox at wrestling dot com or six one nine three four three three zero zero five. Talk about it next week. You know the news. Lars Sullivan has been under fire for some misogynistic and bigoted comments that he made years ago on a bodybuilding dot com message board. Apparently, he said like everything wrong possible. I don't know yeah. what he necessarily said. What, what did I he read, say? I did quote it because I don't want to get into it because I don't want to re <laughs> rehash these negative comments from years ago. But um. Well, these comments have apparently been made, making the rounds for a while now. People knew about these comments. Right. But then Big E responded to a social media post about them saying, many are aware, if true, he has to bear the albatross of being a bigot and working in the company that is now filled with minorities, end quote. So that kind of brought the, everything back to light again. Right. Right. And then Kaliso says something as well. Yeah. So Laura Sullivan released a statement to WrestlingInc.com denouncing these remarks, saying, I quote, there's no excuse for it. the inappropriate remarks I made years ago. They do not reflect my personal beliefs, nor who I am today. And I apologize to anyone I offended, blah, blah, blah. The same PR stuff everyone releases when they get caught doing stupid shit. <laughs> right? Well, what do you want them to say? You're like, yeah, I'm a racist. Yeah, I, I think this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what do you want well, to say? Come yeah. at me, bro. I make millions. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, sure. What do you want him to say? That's a good point. Like, honestly, Rick, really, I mean, there's nothing you can say at this point. I mean, well, the officials are apparently aware of this and, quote unquote, hoping it stays low and disappears. It's not. Especially if the, com- I, I honestly, I haven't read the comments. Especially some, they're, they're really pushing Lars Sullivan hard. Yeah. Like a little bit too much, I think, honestly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other story. This, this story is starting to get momentum. And WWE, they, they need to get ahead of this somehow, some way. And you're right. Lars Sullivan cutting a typical BS, a PR promo, <laughs> I need to say, uh, is not going to help. You know, he, he's got to do something more authentic, I think. 
my favorite part of the story is the following. We think about how the W is going to punish these guys mm-hmm. or what the repercussions of them, their character would be. We don't think, we're just talking about money talks. We didn't think about the sponsors, right? They're going to come down heavy. A Reddit user posted a letter he received from Mars Wrigley Confectionery after he emailed them about these comments. Okay? Mm-hmm. He wrote to them saying, and I quote, Dear Snickers, one of the companies you sponsor, the WWE, is heavily featuring a wrestler by the name of Lars Sullivan, portrayed by Dylan Miley, who has made internet comments praising mass shooters, opposing hatred, and mocking black, mentally ill, and gay people. Does that represent Mars as a company? If so, I'll have to choose a different snack brand that more identifies with the American values. Jesus, bro. Get a life. Wow. Well, yeah, Lars Sullivan's done. <laughs> Mars responded back to him in a letter. Dear loyal customer, thank you for reaching out to the Mars Really Confectionery Company with your comments. We learned about Lars Sullivan's comments recently and share in your shock and disgust. As a value-based company, we find this behavior abhorrent and un- unacceptable. We have engaged the WWE to discuss the situation and seek to understand what actions will we take to swiftly address this matter. We hope this information is helpful to you and wish you a great day. Your friends at the Mars Really Confectionery Company. So you, Lars, okay. <laughs> Lars Sullivan is done. No way. They're going to end. They're going to end this push. Really. For something he said years ago. James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but then he got rehired. Eventually, after a petition because people love James Gunn too yeah. much. People don't he know. Changed. He's, that's not his real thing. He, he said some stupid things when he was He's, younger. It wasn't as bad as what Lars Sullivan did. He, he was just trying to be funny. But it was still years ago. It yeah. was years ago. He, people evolve. People right. change. Lars Sullivan was talking, obviously, very hateful. Listen, he's not the only person out there that's getting in trouble for shit in the past. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's not hurting. Their, that's there's so many other actors that it's like shit they said in the past is hurting their careers today. Look at Mel Gibson. He comes back and now he's nominated for an Oscar two years ago, right? Nominated for an Oscar for what? Hacksaw Ridge. Come on, you're Hollywood. Get in the game. The movie. You're right. Well, here's the thing about Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. He had to kind of sit in the sideline for a little bit. The PR team, they had to kind of come back with him with a different approach. Mel Gibson, if you remember correctly, he was always the hero. He was always the fatherly figure. He was always a good guy. Yeah. Then after his little bit of his hiatus, you know, to shut him up and make people forget about him, he came back as the bad guy. He came back as like, you know, as the anti-hero and whatnot. And then he eventually did Hacksaw Ridge. There's, there's a little bit of a strategy to this. Lars Sullivan obviously doesn't have the PR team and the money to afford a PR team like that, like Mel Gibson does. So now Lars Sullivan, just he's an independent contractor. You know, he's got to... So you think he should be done? He should be fired? I don't think that. I think that WWE should probably take action. They should get in front of this. And do what? They, they have to stop his push. They have to. Because of comments he made years ago. Because of comments that he, made that he apologized for. From a business standpoint... I'm thinking solely as a business standpoint. Yes. Same thing would happen with uh, Kevin Hart with the Oscars. He made these comments years ago. The Oscars fired him. Kevin Hart, Oscars, a, he, he walked away because the Oscars wanted him to apologize for stuff. He apologized for right. numerous times. How many times can you apologize for something you made years ago? Okay, you're, you're asking me personally right now. I'm aware of the remarks that Kevin Hart made. Mm-hmm. I am not aware of the remarks that Lars Sullivan has made. I haven't read them all. I, I, I don't necessarily know. I know... I know to the degree what they were. Uh, I just don't know exactly what he said. So I don't necessarily know the action tape because I don't necessarily know exactly what he said. That That's because of that. You know, the news. So back, relax, buddy. You got some stuff to talk about. 
The XFL announced this week they have reached multi-year agreements with ESPN and Fox to air the games in 2020. The, the games will air weekly on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, Fox Sports 1, and Fox Sports 2. There will be back-to-back games every Saturday at 2 p.m., along with two games on Sunday afternoons. Big news for the XFL. That is big news. I'll give them that. Bully to them. According to Sports Business Daily, there will be 43 games in the first season. 24 of which will air on broadcast TV, 13 on ABC, 11 on Fox, and 11 games on Fox. Two will air on Thursdays in prime time in April. I don't know how I feel about that. Why? Sports Illustrated. Why, why, why? Okay, hold on. Let me finish. Sports Illustrated reported that there will be no rights fees paid between ESPN and Fox. They also added that while the networks are not paying for the rights fees, they will pick up production costs, which are estimated to be 400000 per game. Oh, wow. Which amounts to approximately $17.2 billion for the season. The XFL came out with all this hype. 2001, right? They landed networks on Fox. Right. Not, was it Fox? It was NBC. Right. Yeah, yeah. NBC it was. Right. And there's all this hype around this, and then it just failed. Okay. Because they didn't have the talent to back it up. It wasn't even the talent. It was just people were expecting this. Football. They got football. Football games weren't that bad. Did you watch them? Oh, here it is. We have the cash in coming in right now. Fucking love this. Ziegler. All right. I'm sorry. Go back on. Eric Shanks, Fox Sports CEO and executive producer, said... We welcome the XFL to the Fox Sports family and are pleased to expand our relationship with Fisk McMahon. So, therefore, there's some, I guess, bias there. Of course. Burke Magnus, ESPN Executive Vice President of Programming and Scheduling, said we look forward to showcasing the XFL on ESPN and ABC, including the kickoff game and the championship game. Well, keep in mind, ESPN already does have a relationship with WWE, so, of course, they're going to see that. Despite the AAF, American Alliance for Football, not being able to last even one season, Burke Magnus is confident the XFL will succeed, saying, and I quote, spring football is going to work. The combination of Vince McMahon, WWE, Fox, and Disney is an incredible one to take really hard run of this and see if that's not a combination that will finally make things work. Now, Oliver Locke, XFL commissioner and CEO, referencing the AAF, which failed again, didn't make seven weeks, I think it was. So how is this going to be any better? The only game the Alliance had on broadcast was their opening game on CBS. One of the lessons we took away from that is that they had a pretty good rating. It shows the Americans still want to watch football the week after the Super Bowl. So once again, they're aiming for the smoon on this one. So I am very hesitant about this. It's not going to succeed, putty. I'm telling you, man. It's going to last one season. We're going to see a championship game. They're not going to give up. They're going to. They will last one season. That's it. But they're signing multi-year agreements. This, so we'll see. It's stupid. But apparently, AAF's problem was. They wanted to work with the NFL to be like a right, and that was NXT a problem type thing to the NFL, right? And but yeah, they have the NFL Players Union that didn't necessarily allow it. They put the kibosh on that, and therefore then they had to fold. But yet the NFL signed a bunch of the AF players because they were they were NFL players already. Where's the XFL getting your talent from? If the NFL put the kibosh on that, where are they going to get the talent from? So I'm curious to see what happens. We'll find out. That's why I think it's going to fail me. It comes down to the talent. We'll see what happens. I mean, we can talk about this all night, but there's one thing. Unless you want to put Lars Sullivan at quarterback for fucking Dallas, whatever the fuck they're going to be called. Quarterback? I'm joking. I guess, I guess like a fucking linebacker. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think you were joking. I fucking caught you on that one. We can talk about all night about this, but we don't know anything about it, so let's move on. Dolph Ziggler just won. Yeah, cashed in. Now you're new World Heavyweight Champion for the first time, Dolph Ziggler. What a waste this guy was, man. I mean, this guy should be like a multi-time champion right now. This guy should be main inventing these places. They dropped the ball with this guy big time. He has the look. He had he had the mic skills. He had the talent in the ring. I I, I just don't know what went wrong. He steals the show. He, he did. And I don't see why they don't 
Or give him the, the ball and run. He had that, that one concussion, for, which he would, we would not see Dolph Ziggler as champion. It wasn't for the brand split. I think I told you about that earlier, but let's talk about it again. He had that one concussion from Jack Swagger, right? From the, uh, from yes. the ladder, yeah. right? And that was it. They're like, oh, he's injury prone. Let's get the belt off him. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. And finally, another news. You mentioned it earlier. According to a report from TheRap.com, negotiations between all elite wrestling and Warner Media's Turner Broadcasting Systems are said to be virtually done with an official announcement expected this week at the upfronts. So I guess we're going to see weekly programming on TNT. Well, that's what the signs are indicating. Nothing's official yet, but according give it, to, give it a couple of days. According to Cody Rhodes, I mean, he says like the reports are not wrong. <laughs> oh, because they're not, they're not denying it. Okay. Yeah, he's he's saying he he can't see anything because but the reports he goes they're not really wrong. So he's more or less saying it that yeah, it's going to be TNT. Yeah, good luck to them. Who cares? What do you? Yeah, I don't understand. How do you say who cares? How do you care? How do you say who cares about the XFL? Because they're not going to have the fucking talent to back it up. And do these guys? Yes. Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Okay. They have Sony Kiss. Locally indie talent. So what's wrong with local indie talent? What's wrong with local indie talent here in football? Oh, God. There's a huge difference between that. What was wrong with these college championship players? College guys won championships on the collegiate level. Oh, God. Here we go. Or maybe the the uh, Arena Football League. Or AJ Canadian Styles was an indie competitor as well. Keep that in mind there, buddy. AEW has a lot to offer. So is the XFL. Especially... AEW is the XFL of wrestling until something happens. We got a great TV deal. They got some good roster. roster. We'll see what happens. We're going to argue about this Did you say wrestler? <laughs> I think I combined the words. I'm I, <laughs> I hope you don't. But, okay, so AEW... Wait too long. Let's move on. Oh, fuck you. Because you know I'm about to win this argument. Let's go. Argue, yeah, there's no argument here. There is an argument. There's no argument here. There is no, an argument. Your point is moot. Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, they're on AEW payroll, right? That's going to help. Yeah. Cody Rhodes as well. Uh, masterminds. They've been in WWE. They know how to, the system works. Every, they have every money, head coach in the and XFL and every general manager in the XFL are football experienced. Championships. Multi-time championships. Who? Uh, the guy from Dallas. You don't know their name. Yeah, I only pitched it to the guy in New York. Because New York's oh, the worst. I don't know, you know what I'm saying. It's not like they have Peyton Manning running the show. It's not like they have Bill Belichick in there. It's not like they have any of these Hall of Famers in there. You have legit Hall of Famers coming into AEW yeah. with money, with a good TV deal coming in. XFL is an even better TV deal. Yeah, so we, we're, we're talking in circles here, buddy. Let's agree to disagree. I'm not, I'm, Let's see what happens in the fall here. I hate you so much. It's not even funny. You don't hate me. You love me. Even if I make a good point, you're going to edit it out. That's how I know. That's why I know. Let's go. Let's move on. You want to move on? Let's move on. I do because we're way late and we're just talking in circles here. Let's agree to disagree. The XFL and AW are on the same page. They are not on the same page They're at all. Basically the same thing. The minor <laughs> leagues to the pros. Oh, my God. They're going to learn their ways AEW, yes, they, they will have learning curves. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, double XFL. They, they don't have the same. Let's give a couple seasons. Happens. They don't have the same. Uh, they don't have the same payroll as WWE, but they no, have a they lot. Don't. They have more than TNA does. They have more than. Do they? they probably have more than what DC, uh, WCW had when they started off as well. And they, then they have the experience. Exactly. They're starting up too hyped. Too much. You mean too much? Too Just, hyped. We're going to see what happens. There's only one way for AEW to go. It's down. It's enough for WWE to offer $500,000 to the Revival. It's enough to make WWE offer people money just to keep them on the bench. 
WWE, their eyes are open to what's going on with AEW. It's like Crystal Pepsi. Everyone wanted to see Crystal Pepsi, but Crystal Pepsi came out and it bombed because no, it sucked. Will AEW succeed? Will they suck? What's the hotline? 619-343-3005. Thank you. Call in. Let's hear your thoughts. Because apparently me and Putty are not on the same page. Yeah, but we've known that for a while now because you're just too close-minded. Let's get some cheers and heels. I think you need another drink. A shot of wrestling presents here and here. All right, man, let's get this to Raw and SmackDown. Both shows suck this week. You watch both of them? Yeah, pretty much. Although I will say this. I'm sorry, but I was right about one of the things I said. Which was? About with Ricochet and Bobby Roode, the winner of that match goes to yeah. Money in the Bank. Remember I called it last week? Yeah, as you should. That's what I cheered about it. Because like, yeah. finally, it makes sense why he's putting a spot on the line. Exactly. For the far more deserving Robert Roode. Uh, Ricochet, he's good. I, he would be very talented in a ma- Money in a Bank match. I'd be curious to see that. I think Bobby Roode deserves it more. I would agree, but I think it's just the fact that like Ricochet is going off this momentum. People are really into him. Bobby Roode is kind of reinventing himself right now. So give Ricochet a shot while he's hot. How hot today in Brooklyn? Oof. My fiance's in the next room, man, man. <laughs> okay. So just wink at me if you agree with me. Awesome. Yeah, really. Smoke show. Holy shit. Where did that come from? Wow. I know she was attractive, but not that attractive. What's up, Dana Brooke? Dial it up. 619-343-3005. Yo, I love that Dana Brooke is in this match, though. I, I think... I don't think she's going to win. I hope she does, because that would be awesome. Yeah, but she won't. But... Hopefully I, she can showcase it off. I, I hopefully, yeah. Hopefully she can showcase it off. Hopefully it's not going to lead to Sasha Banks taking her out of the match to join, to be involved in the match, because I'm pissed. Well, when this leads to think People saying, Sasha who? Right. Who did Sasha Banks when you have Dana Brooke? Right. And I, I'm, my money's still on Mandy Rose, man. I, yeah, she's I, one of the front runners, yeah. I, I think, like, especially she uh, that win the SmackDown, if, something's going to lead up with her and Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville may even help her win this match, actually. Or she cost her the match. No, I think what's going to happen is this. My personal opinion, if I'm if I'm booking this thing, you, you have Mandy Rose win this match. Maybe even have Sonya Deville help you with this. And, you know, keep building it up, keep building it up. Eventually, when Mandy Rose tries to cash in, Sonya Deville tries to do something to help her out, but costs her. Accidentally. Accidentally or okay. whatever. And she doesn't capitalize that money to bank opportunity. Maybe even loses. It leads to a match between her. Uh, leads to, like, a storyline between her and Sonya Deville. Really? I, don't, I think it's too soon to break them up, man. No, I'm not saying right away. I'm saying, like, you know, you keep building it up. I think Mandy yeah. Rose should have that money in the bank briefcase for a bit if she wins and i don't necessarily think she should lose that match i think that it should cost her an opportunity to cash in that's what i think hmm. okay because during that time you know what's going to happen it's going to build her up even more so her character and her in-ring technique and it's going to get her ready to be in that prime spot to win uh one of the women's titles they're going to heal braun Strowman throwing Sami Zayn into the dumpster why now he just pretty much lost any momentum he's been building for the last couple weeks. Braun Strowman? Oh, you Sami Zayn? Because you know, he's always getting squashed by Braun Strowman. Oh, Braun Strowman is a legitimate threat. I like the fact that Sami Zayn was like gearing up to fight 
Yeah, was, but then he gets thrown into a dumpster and embarrassed like that. I, I okay, so this was probably going to happen. It's going to lead up to on Raw. And keep in mind, now with this whole wildcard thing, like it's going to be a little bit harder for me to predict. But I think what's going to happen is Sami Zayn is going to come out there and challenge Braun, Braun Strowman to some sort of match, but only for Braun Strowman. Uh, I'm sorry, for Sami Zayn to back out and say, "No, no, no, I'm not the one challenging. I'm going to have so much so challenge. It's probably going to be Lars Sullivan, or maybe not Lars Sullivan now, but maybe Bobby Lashley, someone of equal stature to Braun Strowman." And Sami Zayn eventually gets the upper hand. It probably is going to lead to a match at Money in the Bank. Hope so. Fuck Bronstrom. Well, why, though? Why fuck Bronstrom? Boring. Boring. People were really into him before. Were, I don't were you... know why. No, it never was. It never was, was? Always boring. I don't know. They just stopped his push out of nowhere. I really thought he was going to win the World Heavyweight title at one point. Everybody did. And it just, But now that now it hasn't happened, it's just like, all right. I think everyone think the same as you. It's like, all right, well. Yeah, this guy wins the Saturday Arabia Battle Royal. This guy wins under the giant battle royal. He won money in the bank, and uh, he's done nothing with it. Anything they get, they don't cash in on, so to speak. No, they they haven't. Like he he won a Saudi Arabia one as well. We were supposed to get a title shot, right? I think I think so. Like yeah. that. And it's just like nothing has happened with Braun Strowman. They dropped the ball over and over again. At one point, it looked like he was going to legitimately beat Brock Lesnar, which would have been believable. Yep, and I don't know. It's it's. Someone does not like Braun Strowman. Yeah, back. something going on backstage. Yeah. Something's happening. And apparently, like they weren't too keen on him at the this past WrestleMania. Apparently, he forgot some spots at the the Battle Royal for that that he might be getting more uh, more so punished for. Hmm. I don't know this stuff I'm hearing, but you know, I mean, Braun Strowman. I mean, he, he's he's working his ass off. He's got a great look. People are. People are still into him. Like even though he's losing momentum, people are still into him, and they, they just kind of do something with him. They give maybe even the IC belt or United States Championship at this point. Give him something. Don't let him tag team with another Nicholas again. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, Braun Strowman and and Sami Zayn they've had good chemistry before, so I'd be curious to see what happens next. I'm gonna heal the Usi hot stuff. Like okay, enough. All the props, the revival, great acting. They're selling it. They're making the most of this shitty situation they're giving. I feel like a part of their soul is dying. And I was really hoping last week I was mentioning that the Revival would get their chance against the Usos. And again, it's just the Usos getting the upper hand. I feel like now it's starting to feel like punishment on the Revival's part for not taking the contract. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going to lead to at this point. I Well, I, actually, I do know what's going to lead to. It's going to lead to the Usos winning the uh, WWE. Um, no, they're not even WWE Tag Team Champions. So no. I don't even know what this is leading to. Yes. No one does. Unless, they go, unless they're going to do like a match with them and, and whoever wins becomes the number one contenders for WWE Tag Team Championships. In which case, whoever wins that will be the next WWE Tag Team Champions for Raw. Any other predictions you got for Raw? How would you book Raw? How would I book Raw next week? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I go home show to uh, Money in the Bank. Honestly, I was I was going to call about AJ Styles and Seth uh, Seth Rollins teaming up. I, I was actually going to call that, and they did. Now they have to have some sort of a final promo type of deal. I don't think they should be involved in the matches. I think it should be like a promo versus promo type of deal. Uh, I think that's what you should expect from them. As far as with uh, the Money in the Bank contestants, you'll probably see a multi man match for that. Uh, maybe one more like prove it type of deal, maybe on the women's part or in the guy's part. And 
you're definitely going to see something between Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman. I think that's not going to be dead. And of course, you're going to see uh, Miz and Shane McMahon. Of course, you're going to see. Um, you're going to probably see Miz get his retribution there for what happened last time. SmackDown. I'm going to cheers the Usos doing what the Usos do best: being the Usos, not these lame, cheesy elementary school shtick. The Usos cutting good promos and showing they could go in the ring. Yeah, I think that's the Usos when they do their best. Like night and day with the Usos on Raw and SmackDown, two different teams. Right. It's like the two different characters. Yeah. Or four different characters. Touche. Thank you. But yeah, uh, it was actually, I, I, I did not expect them to show up at SmackDown. What was up with the fact that there's supposed to be four people? Technically, there's five people from Raw to SmackDown. I think technically they count as one because they're a team. No, they're supposed to be. Because then, if that's the, the case, then why wasn't Xavier Woods on Raw? He was hurt. He was recovering from the brutal beatdown by Kevin Holmes. Uh, well, I mean, you can sell that however you want, I guess. I will. Thanks. <laughs> I want to cheers that main event. Kofi Kingston, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles. What a good match that was. That was a very good match. Yeah. That, was, that was a very well done match. Listen, SmackDown was definitely light, year, light years better than Raw, actually. I mean, it always is usually. But apparently this wild card thing is working because both ratings were up, although they couldn't get any worse. <laughs> no, apparently you can't. There's only one way for them to go, but up. And uh, so there's a thing so far. How's it been worked? Week one, wild card's been a success. And that's why I would say, I mean, that's why it's harder to predict other than Roman Reigns going on both shows of what's going to happen now. You know, I would dare say maybe even AJ Styles team up with the Good Brothers again. That'd be good. For yeah. a segment with well, Seth same, Rollins. I think it's the same thing with the Good Brothers as the Revival. They're, going, they're on their way out. They're not resigning their contract. Right, Exactly. So maybe you have you, like AJ Styles like, hey, let's have one last run. Maybe do like uh, I think AJ, I think they are teasing the AJ Styles heel run here. Yeah. So maybe we have uh, the Bullet Club pretty much. I mean, let's call them what they are. They've been teasing it for a while. Let's do it now. Bullet Club versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns maybe in a handicap match, or maybe even throw Finn Balor in there on the Bullet Club side on the uh, Roman Reigns oh. Seth Rollins side. Yeah, I mean, they've been teasing it since they first signed the Bullet Clubs here. Right. Didn't the Good Brothers say they're bulletproof or something like that? Like, just pull the trigger on it. Pull the trigger. Everyone like, wants to see it. Honestly, it would have been way cool if Dean Ambrose was still in the roster to see mm-hmm. Bullet, Club, Bullet Club versus The Shield. Shield. Yeah. That would have been really dope to see. I, think, I also think if you do that, ratings would go up because everyone wants to see that. Right. Exactly. Why not? Why aren't they doing that? No. Maybe they are. Like, you know, that, there's still one more show left. If so, if you're going to have them be in action, that's what I would do. I would have AJ Styles. And uh, and the Good Brothers versus Seth Rollins Roman Reigns handicap match. I'm saying keep the Good Brothers with AJ Styles as a faction together. And then, but but then yes, go forward doing that. Maybe have something go down at Money in the Bank. Yeah, keep going, man. Maybe maybe, maybe that's help. how Seth Rollins loses the belt. Maybe that's how you keep the Good Brothers on your roster by giving them what they want. Right. Anyway, those are the go home shows to Money in the Bank. You seem like you're in a prediction mood. Let's get your predictions. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Becky Lynch is going to lose one of these matches. I'm trying to think which one she's going to lose. I'm over Becky Lynch. Really? Yeah. Fickle. Fickle. It's. it's I've been feeling this way for Fickle. a while now, but I decided to give her another chance. So many fans are hopping off the Becky Lynch bandwagon. It's just surprise, surprise. It's just the way she talks. Like she's very like like she does like pouty, like fish face, and like she's so like smug. Her eh, attitude's rubbing the wrong way here. She hasn't changed, buddy. Yeah, it's bothered me for a while now. Now I'm just like, I'm done with it. Oh, my God. It's too much. I, I don't need her on both shows. Give her one belt. Get her one show. 
You're just like all the other fans right now. Okay, no problem. I am the voice <laughs> of the voiceless. Listen, this is why Charlotte is the perfect champion, because she is the total package. But you can't have Charlotte be the champion every single time. Do you think Charlotte Flair is going to be 16-time women's champion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's she's going to beat her father's record. I think if anyone's going to beat her father's record, it should be her, not John Cena. Beat it? Not, not, not to tie. I think she's going to be a 17-time champion. Yes, I think wow. she will. She's, on the, she's, on she's the already on pace. Yeah. She really is. So who, what title she's losing? Lacey Evans or Charlotte? Who, who loses here? I would personally too here. I would personally love to see Lacey Evans, but it might be too soon. So Ooh. I think I think Becky Lynch does lose to Charlotte. Charlotte becomes a nine-time champion. Charlotte becomes a nine-time Ooh. champion. Miss mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. Miss Miss gets his in this one. Rollins AJ. AJ. Really? Yeah, I I think, uh, but I think it's you know no 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 actually I take it back I think. I don't think it's going to be a clean finish. I think there's going to be some sort of DQ or something. I think okay, something's going sense. to happen here. Uh, I, Seth Rollins probably going to win by DQ or some shit like that, or maybe AJ wins by DQ. It's not going to be a clean finish. Seth Rollins is going to still leave as World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, I'm sorry, Universal Champion. Well, Kofi Kingston. Okay, with no one's. Kofi wins. Money in the Bank. Your, your predictions. Uh, Mandy Rose, as you know, I, I think that's my prediction there for that. And as far as the guys go, it's it's got to be Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with what I would love to see many Rose or Dana Brooklyn. I'm going to go with uh, Ember Moon and Baron Corbin. Oh, no. No Baron Corbin again. No. It's just a, a pushing this guy down our throats. Oh, no. And the way they read his accolades and his resume, it's going to add one more thing to his resume. Oh. I might feel the same exact way you do. I would love to see, like, uh, Drew McIntyre or Andrade, or I think it's going to be Baron Corbin the way they're shoving him down our throats, man. Enough, oh. enough of this guy. Get him fucking t- off TV. God damn. Baron Corbin. Now, are you acting like that because he's annoying, or you think I'm right? Both. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, it's both, because I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of his character. I, I don't get why he's still in the fucking suit vest thing. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while now. Like, I think he, he, sense. I think he definitely needs... If anyone needs a character change, I think it's Baron Corbin at this point. Although, I mean, he is getting major heat from the fans. I don't know if it's the heat that they want. But I I, I don't know. Like, he, he is good in the ring. Don't get me wrong. Like His feel, character is stale. His character is very stale. And I think they need to do something different with that. And I feel like the money in the bank is not going to enhance that. I think it's only going to make it worse. Drew McIntyre, I think, just makes sense for him to have it right now at this point because he is that. I think he is the next world heavyweight champion, especially if they're along with this AJ Styles. I don't think it's going to be a one-off between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. I think it's going to actually boil down to SummerSlam. Even you think Braun Strowman wins two years in a row? As far as Bunny in the Bank, mm-hmm. no, no, not at all. I don't see Randy Orton winning this. No, I don't see. It. Oh, wait, I forgot Braun Strowman's in this match. I don't see Ali winning this. No, I don't really see Ricochet winning this. So it's Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, or Finn Balor, or Andrade. I don't see Andrade winning it. I hope he does, but whatever. No, I, I see Drew McIntyre, and then I see... I, I, I'm just going with what makes sense. Mandy Rose makes sense for the smack uh, for the women's side as well. Yeah, because I see Carmella winning it two years in a row. Natalia, I think, deserves it. Natalia would be a great choice. But, mm. Dana Brooke would be a fantastic... I would love if Dana Brooke won it, honestly. I would love it, too. I, I, I think that would be great. Yeah. I, I'm just very. I'm, I'm just hoping that she gets some good spots in there. Yeah, get, show off what she can do. Make her look strong. Well, that's Money in the Bank on May. Oh, we're, we're forgetting match. Roman Reigns, Elias. Oh yeah, just I skipped the boring matches. Okay, fair enough. 
Roman Reigns Elias. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wins. Samoa Joe Mysterio. Samoa Joe wins. <laughs> That's May 19th. The other wrestling, again, we talked about last week here in the New York City Tri-State area. Great wrestling. Thursday, June 6th, we have Outlaw Pro Wrestling at the Queens Brewery. That's part of Joe Ryan's goodbye to the Indies tour. July 27th, we've got a new promotion here. Squared Circle Project making their debut. So if you want to check that stuff out. You get the King, Eddie Kingston, and good friend of the show, Anthony Bowens. And the eve of Money in the Bank, this Saturday, May 18th, what's the beef at ICW here in Queens, New York, with the last man standing match against Sebastian Cage and Sammy Callahan. And, of course, June 1st, fight the power, BWF. So we'll be there. The Satsujin squad won't be, but you will. Oh, no, no. Eric Jaden will be there. The sexy assassin? Thank you. Yes, I'm trying to get this the right. sexy trying to get assassin. This, trying to nail us down. There you go. You're catching on. That's right. Little baby steps. That's all I got this week from work. Again, the show is from the fans to the fans. So get involved in the conversation. Inbox at charbrushing.com. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. A shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Shot of wrestling, no A on Twitter. Conversation never stops on our social medias. MarkYourFavoriteActor.com is where you can find all the information about you. You're nearly revamped. That's right. Well, you start seeing uh, a shot of wrestling on there as well. About time. About damn time. <laughs> so... Let's go downstairs, get some more uh, avion shots. So in the meantime, for Mark Schwann, for Kit Osborne, I have been your host at Mojay Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last call at at the the bar. bar. Oh. All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the episode, and it is last call, the king of Prussia. Kit Osborne is still here with us. That's Kit like the car and Osborne like Ozzy. (laughs) Yeah, just like Ozzy, spelled the same way. He, he, you know, he's like my dad. Gotcha. I never met him, just like you know my real dad. You know, but maybe we need to get Maury on this episode <laughs> and, yeah. and get the some kind of paternity <laughs> test. But listen, this is how it goes. It's rapid fire question. The first thing that comes out of your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Who is your dream opponent? Uh, Vince McMahon. Which do you prefer, beer? Or shots? Uh, shots. What is the stupidest thing you've ever done while under the influence? Deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> what is the <laughs> best feature on a woman? Uh, the ass. Mm, I'm an ass man, too. I mean, the, but, I, I'm sorry. I meant to say eyes. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. their personality. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> Who is your oh, celebrity man. crush? Uh, it actually... Kate Winslet now. I, uh, I mean, you know, now she's older, but uh, I could fuss with with Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet in like '97, yeah. you know when. Fuck uh, that! Uh, I want her now. Down. You know, a little bit more curves, yeah, a little sure, more I'm, experience. I'm, oh, I'm sure she's, it's like, oh wine. yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. matured. <laughs> Have you ever hooked up with anybody in the business? Uh, yes. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Baseball. Name a movie that has moved you into tears. Yeah, it's going to be lame, uh, but Toy Story 3. <laughs> really? Oh, my God, yeah. That, that scene where uh, you know they all thought it was over and they all just, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. There's no way they're going to end it. And it was so long, and I'm just like, no, you can't do it. You can't do this to me. <laughs> it was real. Uh, and finally... What is your favorite WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania uh, uh, 17. All right, Kit. Well, you've survived last call. Now, we 
know now that you've hooked up with someone in the business. We're going to go off air. We're going to discuss a little bit more about that. Maybe bring that back up in Kid Osborne in a shot of wrestling part two. How about that? I would love that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I, I had an absolute blast. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>